Well, guys, I knew this day would come. It finally happened. TikTok banned my original TikTok account. I know a lot of you guys followed me from TikTok. So if you haven't seen a TikTok from me in quite a while, that's why. You can now follow me on my new TikTok account, at ComeOnManPod. That's all one word, at ComeOnManPod. Please follow me. Help me rebuild. I was at almost 30,000 followers when they kicked me off their platform. So come on, follow me back. I certainly appreciate it. Thank you. What's up, everybody? You are listening to Come On, Man a 3% man podcast. I'm your host, Paul Bauer, and I am on the road to being a 3% man just like you. If you're new to the show, this is a podcast for fellow students of Corey Wayne's book, How to Be a 3% Man, and for men who just want to be better in general. We talk about dating, gaining wealth, being happy, and using the law of attraction to get everything we want in life. Hey, what's up, everyone? This week, I have a really fun episode We have our 3% brother, JP, also the host of Rat Race Rugged on YouTube, joining us. Um, He and I have, besides being in the 3% Man Facebook group, we have some mutual friends. And I think, and he can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I think he made friends with Luke and Benny before he ended up joining the 3% Man group. I might be wrong. But he's had both luke and benny on his show before and obviously i've had luke and uh you guys all know luke had luke and benny lichtenwalder uh world-renowned international dating coach extraordinaire on the show so those guys have been on both of our shows before um jp's been on his three percent path since 2018 we talk a lot about his youtube channel we talk about the difference between reading the paperback version of the three percent man and the audiobook We had a good discussion about being a nice guy versus being a pushover. Uh, We talk about prime dating nights and so much more. And I will bring you that conversation right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm not sure what you're doing tonight, but what I'm doing involves a bottle of Carvassier and a lady. Well, maybe not the Carvassier, but definitely a lady. If you're like me, you're tired of expensive, girly-smelling colognes from expensive department stores. You don't want to smell like a little bitch. You want to smell like a friggin' man. That's why I've partnered with Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon has a wide range of men's grooming products that actually smell manly as hell. My personal favorites are their Naval Supremacy Bar Soap and all of their awesome smelling colognes that women love. I have several of their colognes for different days of the week, but my Saturday night cologne is Grant because it gets the job done, if you know what I mean. Right now, if you visit duke.comeonmanpod.com, you get free shipping on orders over $25. Using duke.comeonmanpod.com tells them I sent you and you get free shipping. Win-win. 
Again, that's duke.comeonmanpod.com. Don't smell like a little bitch. All right. Joining me this week, I have JP from Rat Race Rugged on YouTube. Fellow YouTuber, what's up, man? Hey, man. How's it going? Good to, good to talk to you, Paul. It's good to talk to you, too. So it's funny. We, uh, we have some mutual friends. Obviously, you're in the Three Percent Man Facebook group. Yes. You don't go by JP on there, but we'll we'll that's a that's a different uh, story. <laughs> but we've uh, you know we have mutual- that if you want me to, it's uh, yeah they'll we- figure it they'll figure it out. The guys in the group will know because okay. because when I post it to the group, I'll I'll tag you in it. All but, right, right on. But uh, but like yeah, we have mutual friends. You know, we have Luke and we have Benny. Both have been on my show before. Both have been on your show. Yes. Um, good group of guys. Uh, yeah, Luke's. Luke's been on my show at least a dozen times now. <laughs> Fantastic. Luke really is. Luke's, Luke's been, you know, one of the great things about participating in these groups is just sort of like, you know, from that, even though it's, you know, we're not all local to each other, but I'm a big believer in, you know, that concept of there's a sum total of the five, you know, the five people that you spend the most time with or your, you know, your crew. And it's like, he's, he's, so, he's somebody that you want to be. He's the kind of guy you want in your top five for sure. So it's, it's been great to get to know him and, and, and everybody else in there. A lot of the, a lot of great guys in there. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's the 3% man Facebook group, which is this podcast was pretty much born out of that group. Uh, there's like almost 1400 guys in that group, but, but yeah, there's like maybe 10 guys that I keep in regular contact with from that group. And Luke's one of them. He and I chat on a, like a daily basis. So yeah. yeah. He's a good um, man. He's, he's, he embodies rat race ruggedness, and that's why we had him on the show. So. Yeah, yeah, I saw that episode. It's a really good one. So let me ask you, uh, what led you to first read How to Be a 3% Man? Because obviously this is a 3% Man podcast. That's sure. want to know um, your path. I saw, I started seeing, so I tried to make the shortest version of it possible, but um, I was kind of saw his Corey Wayne's video start to pop up and started watching him and it, he was really cool he um he's a he's I'd say a fair bit older than I am but we're from we have similar career backgrounds and we're actually like from similar locations ge- geographically speaking so uh you know when he was on he'll be on there um you know he's talking about his his real estate and mortgage career and uh you know he was obviously years ahead of me but uh, my career, I used to do on-site sales for a home builder developer. So, um, and then business development with that as well. So, uh, you know, our, our career paths dovetailed each other closely and, uh, you know, he'd be doing those videos and, uh, you know, I hear the train going, he's, he's, he's filming from Orlando and I hear the train going off in the background. It's like, do I know exactly like what strip of apartments, like, you know, that, that apartment row with the, the, where every the cool apartments are with a train that goes right behind it. I know exactly where that is. And probably just, you know, with the, just the, kind of his the way, you know, he, he talks and, and so, you know, delivers things is very, was very familiar to me. And he, I always, and I've said this um, several times on my show, when I look at kind of people that I, um, you know, sort of, what would you say, gravitate towards, it's usually because they've either said something that I would say um, in either almost the exact same way that I would say it, like it came out of my mouth, or they've said the exact same thing that I would say, but kind of in their own, you know, vernacular, or they've taken like all of the, you know, crazy puzzle pieces that are, are in my head 
and put them together into something solid. Like all that was already, I knew everything that they just said, but because they put it in one sentence, now it was like that breakthrough. And so a lot of his stuff was like that for me. So I was, I had uh, probably in the fall of 2018. So a little over two years ago now, I was, I dated somebody for about, you know, just like Henny says in his book, you know, the six to eight week period and it fizzled out. And that's kind of when I, when I bought the book and initially started joining the groups and uh, participating in it and reading. And that's how, that's how I got into it. Got it. Okay. So, so you started back in, back in 2018 then? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we're doing this. Um, it's February of 2020. I would say it was probably like right around 2021, 2021. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. So I gotta say that. So it was February, 2021. I got the book probably in November of of 2018 so what maybe about two years three months to you know something like that right now um and that's kind of when i got into got into the work started reading and, and participate started reading took me a little bit and then it was about a year ago probably january of last year where i started getting online and um you know participating in the groups etc got it okay now now almost all of us in the three percent man facebook group like we're I like to uh, promote it, like, especially on my TikTok, uh, as you know, the, a very exclusive group. And the, people are yeah. trying to get it all the time, especially since my TikToks have been blowing up. I got, we got more people requesting to join, but none of them have read the book. But we're right. hardcore you know, students. Sure. And so we're yeah. all trying to get to that magic 10 to 15 read number. H- mm-hmm. How many times have you read it so far, or l- at least listened to it on audio? Well, there's three times solid reads. So for me, it is, there's a difference between reading, you know, actively participating and had it, having the audio in the background. Um, so I've read it three times and then I've had the audio in the background probably another three to four times, you know, just kind of playing the background while I'm doing work. Got it. Okay. I see it. Like I, I, I prefer the audio because I can get through it. I can get through the book and, you know, in a week pretty easily, yeah. just go through yeah. audio, just you know, on my jogs out, you know, at the gym, whenever I'm in the car, you know, I can get through an audiobook super quick. When it, when I have to actually sit down and focus on a paperback, like that takes me forever to get through. And, and right now I'm on my 15th read, but, and I decided for the 15th read, I'd go through the paperback again. Mm-hmm. And it's just a dog, like trying to get, <laughs> trying to get yeah, through it. You know what? I, it's like, to me, I feel like, um, they count differently though, you know, like if I were to do my scoring for myself, cause just cause I know reading it as much as it is like a dot is like sit down there and go through the pages. Like I'll pull out the highlighter and I'll highlight stuff mm-hmm. and um, I'll get more out of it than when I'm sort of engaged in that sort of passive listening activity where, you know, maybe I've got it on in the car or maybe I've got it on working. So um, that's kind of why I separate those two out. And, and, you know, as I'm keeping track of it for myself. Yeah, absolutely. And everyone learns differently. I, yeah. one thing right. I do like about the, the paperback though, is um, cause sometimes I like, as I'm like going through the book again, or I'm going through a really good book, it doesn't have to be 3% man. I like to share quotes from those books with the 3% man Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And, but, and it makes it so much easier when you're, when you're going through the paperback and you see something that just really resonates with you and you go, yeah. I'm going to share that quote right now. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As opposed to having to try to like, listen for it and like, you know, type it all out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So I'll do that too. When I'm listening to it, like I'll be jogging is I'll hear something and I go, Oh, I want to, 
and then I have to stop what I'm doing, find, because I'm on Audible, I got to find the chapter it's in, take a screenshot right. so that when I get back to my house, I can find it in the paper. <laughs> it's too much work. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, that's where I said, and I, I kind of take the attitude where, you know, it's like, I like to do like, okay, get out, apply the material, then reread it and get out and apply the material and reread it. Because one of the things, just kind of knowing myself, like the temptation would be to, all right, sit there and I'm going to read this 15 times. Like I'm going to dedicate, you know, however many hours it is. And I'm going to read this book 15 times in the next two weeks to the exclusion of all other like, you know, extracurricular activities, but I haven't really done anything with it. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, to me, it's like, all right, okay, read one, go out, do stuff, read two, go, you know, get some new insight from rereading and apply new stuff. And that's the way that I take it. And, you know, I've never spoke with Corey Wayne before, but you know, my, my thought would be, you know, it's, it's that those 15 times should, you know, are meant to be kind of over the course of, you know, quite a, quite a bit of time, you know, as you're applying the material and coming up with your own new insights and rereading and redigesting. Yeah, absolutely. One thing I, I, I've mentioned on the podcast a lot too, is like you could read the book 10,000 times, but if you're not going out practicing what you're, what you're reading, seeing if it works for you, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's all theory, you know, right. until you actually go and practice this stuff, you know? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's like anything, you know, you can only study it so much in the book before you got to get out there and do it. And um, yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, and uh, if anyone's like new to the, to the uh, podcast uh, and you're just getting back in the dating game, that's one thing I would recommend is as you're reading the book, go practice. You know, there's no reason why you have to wait till you finish the book to try to practice right. some of the stuff. I mean, you might fail, but then right. that's a learning experience on its own, you know? Right. Exactly. Cause you're going to fail. If you sit there and read it 15 times the exclusion of everything else, you're still going to fail. Yes. And you're still going to want to pick it back up again. So yeah, you got to figure out, you know, yeah, it's, um, it's like, there's, you know, if you want to say that everybody's like, there's two different kinds of guys in the world, you know, there's the kind of guy who thinks there's, you know, he's going to read it and get everything and then walk out a master. And then there's the guy who thinks he's going to do everything and never read the book. And you don't want to be either one of those guys, actually, you know, you want to be, you know, you want to strike the right, the right mix for you of action, you know, action oriented activity and, you know, study and, um, you know, reflection and, you know, uh, digestion and, 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 you know, book learning. Yeah. Book learning and street learning. You need to get those two together in the, in the right capacity. Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Um, so have you read any other dating or relationship books besides Corey's? Uh, I would say the one, there's been a couple of them. The one that sticks out just by far as being the most pivotal, and this was more than just dating relationships no more Mr. Nice Guy by Dr. Robert Glover. Yeah. Okay. That was uh, hugely, hugely just really, um, I, you know, I hate to make it sound like transformational, but it really was for me. Um, that was a great book. Um, and then, you know, Corey Wayne stuff just was, specific to the dating dating in general but those would probably be my two and then there's like i said there's been other um i've got one called the manual that i've read um you know i've picked up some other um you know videos and stuff along the way but 
I would say Corey Wayne sub has been the biggest and then, you know, it was dating specifically, but dating and then just navigating life as a, as a, as a grown adult man, um, no more Mr. Nice Guy for me has been pivotal. Now, other people that might not, they might not, that book might, might specific, not specifically resonate with them, you know, if they didn't have some of the nice guy issues or tendencies, but it sure did for me. So that was, that was a big one. I, um, I've, I've listened to that on audio twice. And I think that was one of the first books that I picked up last year when, um, you know, when I was really starting to get into this stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, I, like, like you said, it was transformational for me. The second time I went through it, uh, I realized that a lot of the first, the whole first part of the book where he's talking about, uh, you know, your upbringing and you, you've had, you know, all right. these like psychological issues and stuff like that. I didn't, I never felt like I had any of that kind of stuff. Sure. I was, my, my problem with being a, a quote, nice guy was just like, that's how almost all of us are raised these days. Cause that's how the like yeah. Hollywood portrays things. They're like, you know, the, the media makes things, you know, media makes it seem like, oh, you should be courting women with, with flowers and candies and putting women up on a pedestal. Right. And when you do that, shit fizzles out and you don't you're like what am i doing wrong i thought i did everything right here my my last long-term girlfriend i talk about her all the time on the on the uh, podcast she came sniffing back around recently i don't know if you uh i think i've mentioned that on the podcast too yeah i heard some i heard some stuff about that (laughs) very interesting but uh but yeah i mean like i would buy her flowers every month every Mm -hmm. month and then the relationship still failed and at the end i was like what the you know, I, I bought you flowers every month. And then I realized that none of that meant anything, you know, like, right, right. Exactly. And not only that, but, you know, one of the things, like one of the nice guy things that he doesn't address that he, I've I've listened to some of his, um, I participated actually in one of his, like, you know, he's kind of got some inexpensive, like where he'll do like group zoom calls before they were cool. I haven't done, you know, before everybody did them, like, you know, a year and a half ago or whatever, um, where he said, you know, there's, he'll write, he writes about in his book, um, you know, all of these, like, this is what's, you know, kind of like the, what do you want to, psychological profile of a nice guy syndrome, so to speak. Yeah. There's also kind of like a natural component to it. You know, like some, some people just have a different disposition, like, like the dogs in a litter, like one of them is going to be the happy, friendly one. That's really good with kids. One of them is just going to kind of sit back and, you know, um, let you pet it if you come over and one of them is going to be the one you want to stay away from. And who knows why that is. They came out, you know, they just came out born that way to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, when you do like that whole thing with the flowers, it's like the one month that you forget, you end up being a bigger asshole than the guy who never bought flowers to begin with. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, that's, 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 that's something to consider as well. You know, you set that expectation and so that's your floor now. You're doing that all of the time. And the one time you miss, you get no credit. Like there's no, there's no bank, no flower bank account built up right. for that one month that for whatever reason, you didn't forgot what have you, that those flowers aren't there. So, you know, be the guy so that when you give them, it's like, wow, you really did something special as opposed to like, you know, just maintain expectations. Yeah. That's a really good point. I, I think, I, I heard it somewhere on, uh, I think it was TikTok. One of the, one of the dating gurus on TikTok said, and it resonated with me is that women have a, what have you done for me lately type mentality, right? You know, they, and Corey talks about in the book too, like where, you know, you could, 
you could say, well, but I, I did all this stuff for you. I did all this stuff for you. And, and a woman at that, like at that moment is like, I don't give a shit what you did back then. Right. This is how you're making me feel in this moment. And so, right. yeah, just learning that that's how women's psychology is. It's mm-hmm. so powerful, <laughs> you know, right. it's yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. and then like, you can still give to women what they need without being a pushover and shit, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and those were some of the hardest things, you know, some of the, when he talks about the, um, the nice guy stuff, um, some of the things that were the hardest for me to digest, and this is where the transformation, like the extra transformation where it's like, where I went from, you know, cause he'll talk about recovering nice guys to recovered is that, you know, um, what a nice guy will do who's got like the syndrome and just what a kind, generous man who's living in abundance will do can actually be the same thing, but they're coming from different places, Yeah, you know? And if you're interacting with somebody who is used to dealing with nice guys and you've done one of these things that a nice guy would do, but you came from, to it from the right place, like you can still accidentally get yourself kind of typecast you know you're setting you just you're setting the wrong expectation so it's sort of like um you know like let's say you want to go on a first date to someplace like the cheesecake factory mm-hmm. not because you're trying to impress her but just because it's friday night and you can do that and um if you weren't with her that would still be some there's you know they've got good spinach artichoke dip and that's where you want to go and get it um and you're going to take her because she's you're just she's you're bringing her along for the ride well, if every other guy has just taken her to that kind of caliber of place on a first date has been like the needy, nice guy, you could accidentally be putting yourself in there when that was never what you intended to do. So you kind of got to, you know, like that, all those really nice dates and flowers and stuff, you got to work your way into that, you know, in some respect, because even if you're not coming from a wrong place, it can still be misinterpreted. Yeah. Well, like Corey talks about it you know, unless you're exclusive with someone, that kind of shit comes off as bribes for sex. Right. Yeah. Even, even if you just wanted to eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I, I just want some fucking cheesecake. That's why you go to the cheesecake exactly. factor, right? right? So let me ask you, so we, we've been talking about no more Mr. Nice Guy quite a bit, uh, but let's get back to 3% man. Um, what was your last like aha moment you got from the last time you read 3% man? Um, the, 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 I guess the biggest aha moment that I've got from it in general is just like kind of the, um, the relationship progression that, you know, you're going to reach a point in time where it's like six to eight weeks where exclusive, you know, where she's going to be bringing it up. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, um, the people kind of keep their, 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 their masks on, so to speak, for the first 90 days. And then even after that, you've kind of got another, you know, 12 months or I think 12 to 18 months where it all really kind of flushes itself out. And so that time frame is, is even as I look back before I knew anything about anything when it came to dating, right, that stuff, I can be like, yeah, that's really kind of how it all, um, all panned out. And if I just let the process work the way it's supposed to, you know, without trying, you know, just, just trust that that's the way that it goes, then things probably would have been a lot better or could have been a lot better, but that's sort of the biggest, biggest thing that I've, I, I would say aha moment or thing that I've learned from his, his, his book specifically is that, that kind of, you know, that time frame that, and the, and um, you know, always kind of looking at it as 
gauging the level of attraction. Is she, five, you know, are you at a five? Or, you know, five is kind of the neutral point. You want six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. And where are you on that scale? Those, those are the the big takeaways. You know, it's you mentioned the uh, the scale. Um, it's funny. I, one of my favorite dating books is uh, Dating Essentials for Men by also by Dr. Robert Glover. Just and, came up with another one too, but I won't interrupt. I'll save it. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll get back to that. So Corey talks about the scale, right? The, the below a five, you know, whatever uh, of attraction. He got that from Doc Love. I don't know if you're familiar with Doc Love, okay. but Doc Love, if you listen to his, um, I think it's called like the, the, the system or something like that. He, he talks about the scale, but he doesn't say on a scale of one to 10, he talks about 50%, you know, he, he puts it in percentages. Sure. Dr. Robert Glover, I love what he says about it. He goes, it's either high attraction or low attraction. Don't make mm-hmm. it complicated. <laughs> That's good too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. What were you going to say? The other takeaway that I got is that, uh, you know, women are going to make it easy for you if they're attracted, if they're attracted to you. So, you know, you, I guess one of the things that, you know, I, was, I had been taught are always like, you've got to be, you know, sort of the over pursuer, not, you know, the, the one doing all the calling and the chasing, so to speak, that was actually like your job. You know, mm-hmm. she's not going to call you back. She's not going to text you back. You know, you have to do that. And, uh, but then, you know, getting mixed messages about it, but always kind of reminding she's going to hit you up. Like you're not going to have, you know, if you've got that connection, you know, phone connection established um, in the beginning, she's going to hit, she's going to hit you back up if she's interested. So you don't have to determine whether or not you need to be calling her every day and, you know, figuring out, well, what am I going to text her today when she calls? Um, You don't need to be doing that because she's going to set the stage for you if she's interested and she's going to make it easy for you. And that's a big takeaway as well. And anytime I've got like questions, what should, she's going to make it easy for you. She'll send that message and it's going to, you know, you'll have something to respond with, with at that point. So that's, that's been a big one as well. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good one. I feel like um, before I started reading all this stuff, it's really easy to go back in hindsight, go, Jesus, like why I did that wrong, you know, so much Mm -hmm. I did. I was the over texter, you know, when Mm -hmm. you talked about, Oh, what am I going to text her? I was like the, the good morning, Good night, text guy. I was the guy that tried to keep text conversations going all fucking day, you know? And um, now I don't do that and it's been life-changing. And then, and now like when I send a text out to a chick, I absolutely am like, I am not going to double text her. Right. So that's really powerful too. Cause you said it. Like, it's not like, Hey baby, just checking to make sure you got this. Right. It's like, no, she got it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We all have our phones in our hands 24 seven. Right. She obviously got it. Yeah. She'll, re- she'll either respond or she won't. And if she does yeah. it, then it's low attraction. Move the fuck on. Yeah. Like it's so much easier to walk through open doors. And I, and that was never a concept right. for me until I got into this stuff. Yeah. So, um, let me, uh, let me ask you, so give me an example of some 3% man principles that you've implemented in your dating life. Like we talked about some just now, but, uh, can you give me uh-huh. any other examples? All, you know, making it playful. That's mm-hmm. a big one. You know, this is, a, you know, it's all about hanging out, having fun and hooking up. So always trying to bring, and that's this, that was actually kind of a struggle for me. Um, I don't know, you know, all of the, you know, try to figure out why, but it's, it, I can actually be kind of playful and humorous like that, but it's, 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 
it's difficult for me to like bring that to the table first with a new person. I don't know if that's because of, you know, just work and my line of business. It's like we're work related and then, you know, we take that off and then we play kind of thing. But working that in, that has been um, one of the principles that I've, I've, I've worked into it or, you know, I would say is kind of my current challenge, you know, my current thing that I'm working on is bringing that playfulness and that, um, you know, that vibe into it immediately. Cause that's what, that's, what's that's required. So that's kind of a, a 3% principle that I'm working on. In addition, and I would say that the other thing that really appealed to me about, um, Corey Wayne is getting, you know, my mission, vision, and purpose, uh, in intact. In fact, after I picked up the book, um, so, you know, if I picked the book up and read it, you know, in, and started getting into it in the fall of 2018, it's like, um, I kind of realized that I needed to get some focus on, you know, what my mission, vision, purpose was and get some clarity on that and really spend some time, you know, um, making sure that was solid. So I actually took, you know, kind of a, a few months off um, of doing that. And that's when I kind of got re-engaged at the end of, end of 2019. Um, but that's been a big thing as well is realizing that that, you know, part of being a 3%, you know, being a 3% man isn't just about being a 3% man when it shows up with women. It's about being a 3% man in all aspects of life. And, and even though it doesn't necessarily write about all of that and how to be a 3% man, he does make it very clear that that's required. And he makes it very clear in his videos as well. And he's done a lot of it, you know, he, a lot of, of videos talking about, you know, getting clear on your purpose, because that attract, you know, that that's gonna, that attractiveness, that, 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 you know, that glow is going to, you know, attract, you know, be magnetic when you're really on your path. And he's talked about that in his videos as well. And that's really resonated with me. And, and actually kind of one of the things that's really drawn me to his work is, you know, some of the struggles that he's had as an entrepreneur, as my career path has changed, you know, um, and, and he, his career path has changed and he's done what he's done and, and I've done what I've done. Some of the struggles that he's been through um, are also very relevant to me as well. And so um, I, I enjoy hearing him talk about that. I enjoy hearing him use, you know, talk about those videos and realizing that that's an essential part and always trying to um, become more in tune with or whole with my, you know, mission, vision, purpose in life is, uh, is been another principle that I've been working, you know, been working on and continue to work on and that with, with as far as the 3% principles are concerned. Yeah, that, that you bring up a really good point. I feel like a lot of the guys that are studying how to be a 3% man do come to the realization that it's not just about women. It's right, right. after you've read the book, you start applying these principles, it starts becoming a mindset. It really helps you in all areas of life, in mm -hmm. business, you know, in negotiating, like, you know, if you want to raise or something like that, you know, learning to, uh, you know, read body language and stuff like that. That is so huge in just every day-to-day -day life you know, women, it just helps with women too, yes. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's sort of like, you know, it's, um, in all of this, it's sales training, but it's, 
because you know there's a lot of sales that's overlapped in dating. It's it's sales training, but with a focus towards dating and not selling whatever it is. You know, if you're if you have a sales career, whatever it is, product it is you're selling, um, it's it's specifically focused towards dating. So it, the the material I understand it when I can think of it in terms of oh yeah, this is like every sales seminar that um, they've ever sent me to. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. He even, he even talks about in the book, he says that he learned from Doc Love that you can apply what he's what he did in sales towards dating. He even right. does the takeaway. That's a sales concept. Oh, yeah, takeaway absolutely. Sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you present the vision of what it could be like if you had this. And then when they start have like objections, you remove that away so that they see what it's what it could possibly look like if that's all going to be gone. Right, right. Uh, he also talks about who's ever asking the questions is in control of the conversation. Yep, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's all like, that's all sales negotiating. Right. And you have your discovery questions. These are your first date questions. It's just like your discovery questions when you're with a prospect. So yeah, you know, and then you're, you know, closing, you know, you, you have an, you have, you know, every date is like an appointment. Uh, and then you have a, you know, you have a goal of what you're looking to do at the end of the appointment or in every interaction. It's like, right now, I just need to make her smile. And that's one of the things that he's always saying. So, you know, you keep it, um, keep it. And then, you know, every date is a, you know, romantic opportunity to have fun and, or have fun and may provide for, a for sex to opportunity for sex to happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> get that in the right order. But you know what it is you're doing when you're on that day, just like you need to know what it is when you're doing when you're in that appointment, that this isn't just like, there. hey, to use the term business, we got business going on here. So we're going to have fun and point yeah. it in that direction, point this, this, this interaction in that direction. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, I don't think we've talked about like your uh, dating situation right now, but like, are you dating someone? Do you have multiple women in a rotation? Like what's I'm, going on? I'm, I am actually, I've got a date tonight, but I'm in my the, man. Yes. So, uh, you know, met off Bumble. I'm, I'm working Tinder. I'm working Bumble and I'm trying to sort of play a long-term, like rebuild my social circle up. Cause I do enjoy kind of going out and doing, like meeting people in person, you know, I found that, you know, my biggest successes in the past have always been when, you know, I've been hanging out and having fun, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And then the, and Corey Wayne talks about it in, in his book in, in terms of like, in, in some of his videos in terms of how to meet women uh, is, you know, go out and have fun and then they'll gravitate towards you mm -hmm. and kind of reestablishing. I had a, you know, my, career has been very demanding for many years. I started my own company uh, and I didn't do a lot socially in the, for several years for a lot of reasons and getting in and re-engaging and having that, those opportunities where I'm going out and hanging, hanging out and having fun and those things gravitate towards me. So I'm putting effort into that as well as, you know, kind of, you know, doing the online thing with the apps and, you know, um, texting and all of that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, I'm working on, I've, I've kind of got my week set out where it's like my swipe nights are, you know, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and my date nights are Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Smart. So, okay. <laughs> you know, so it's like, and I take Sunday off. I can do some swiping if I want to, but that's kind of a bonus day. So that's, that's how I'm working it right now. That's good. I think that's a solid plan. I have like a calendar reminder on the Mondays that I have my kids. Mm hmm to um, like, if I don't have any kind of rotation going on, like 
Mondays that I have my kids, that's when I'll boost my Tinder. I'll run the boost because, because okay. then, um, you know, cause I, I pay for Tinder premium so that I can okay. be a little more passive with it. So women swipe right on me and I can just look and see who's like me and then decide from there. It's just it's much easier for me, but, um, but yeah. And then if, but if I do have women in the rotation already, then I'm like, okay, cool. I can save a boost tonight, but I have yeah. that calendar reminder. It's like a set type plan. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and then, or even it's like, make it, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday could be plate night. Like if you're, you're splitting plates, so to speak. And then, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday are for dates. You know, you either dating some, you know, new women that are, you haven't met before, like going out on first dates or kind of, you know, second or third, or, you know, maybe take like a Saturday night to escalate. If you've got a plate that, you know, there's a special interest in, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Saturday night's the night to kind of do, maybe do something special, something a little bit more romantic, something that escalates that up as opposed to just kind of a, you know, fun, casual Thursday. Like maybe now on, after we've, you know, we've been at this for a couple of weeks. Now we can go out and have that nice dinner on a Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, speaking of that, um, going back to Dr. Robert Glover and dating essentials for men. Um, and Rolo Tommaso also talks about this in like the rational male, but they both talk about you uh, like reserving Friday and Saturday nights for women that you're um, you know, that you've either already had a first date with, or in Rolo Tommaso says, those are only for women that you're sleeping with. Right. right? Yeah. But Dr. Robert Glover is just like, never do a first date on a Friday or Saturday night because those are prime dating nights and yeah. you never want women to think that you don't have anything better going on. Yeah. So I, I try to stick to that. Corey doesn't talk about that at all in 3% man. Yeah. You know, as a, like, to, like this is a first date tonight and it's a Friday night. Um, that might be that I tried, I try to work that in, but you know, sometimes she'll want to go for Friday. Yeah. And, um, you know, I try to keep Saturday as a super high value night, but I kind of look at Friday as like the second, you know, secondary yeah. high value night. Um, so I typically won't schedule them for, for Saturday, but I look at Friday as like a, not, it's not Thursday, but it's yeah. not Saturday either. So, you know, I personally think like, it doesn't matter. Sometimes women are only available Friday and Saturday, you know, yeah, if they're a know, high they're, value woman, they don't have time to date during the week, you know? And, and I have probably, you know, like if, you know, cause talking about cancellations and flaking and Corey talks about it in the book. Like I have like, I'll have a little bit of like empathy or understanding for somebody who's got a work related thing. Like you might get one strike. If you're going to tell me that it was about this thing at work got like it's Friday night and this thing at work, you know, we're going to have to work through the, you know, I might be good with that provided you didn't like leave me high and dry while I'm sitting there waiting for you at like, you know, saving your seat at the bar. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, so people have people, you know, as I talk about in rat race rugged, it's not just men who are in the rat race, women are in it as well. So, you know, that the rat race can, you know, take you away if you need, if you've got something that you need to do in order to uh, make sure that the wheels keep spinning in your life. I'll have, you know, an, an, an ounce of, of, um, you know, leeway for that in my, my time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Corey, yeah, Corey talks about in the book, he says in a situation like that, the first time trust, but verify, okay, no problem. Right. You know, perhaps we can do it some other time. You wait another week, try again. If she does it again, then, you know, well, or I'll look at it this way. Is she going to like, 
um, you know, do you want to, re- if she's offering a reschedule, like yeah. I can't do it tonight, I'm so sorry, but how about, you know, tomorrow Yeah. or something? That's, that's a real good time. Or if I can say, do you want to reschedule? And she's gonna, she's like, yeah, let's do it then, you know, after I've initiated, that's a good sign. If she comes back with, I'm gonna have to get back with you. That's you know, low you interest. Get, yeah, get back to me, yeah, get back to me when you can. So do you, um, let me ask you then. So if a, if a chick says, oh, I can't do it tonight for whatever reason, do you usually say, oh, do you want to reschedule? Cause I won't like, I'll just say, okay, maybe we should do it some other time. And I'll leave it at that because that's a test of interest for me. Like, okay. If, is she going to offer to reschedule? Cause if she doesn't, you know what, a lot of times it depends on my own interest level. One of the challenges that like Tinder and Bumble are presenting for me is just kind of like, I've got it to the point where I'm getting more first dates on there, but I'm not interested enough to want to set the second date with them. You know, it's like, and so when I kind of, in my, my, my thought with first dates is I'm, I'm always up to go out and have beer and good conversation and some chips and salsa with, you know, some, you know, an attractive woman Um, or, you know, somebody who's kind of a, you know, at least a six on my list, so to speak, you know, just for, you know, the, the interaction, the practice of it, you know, you get the movement, you start building the momentum. Um, but if I can kind of see that that's where I, who, what I think that would be just from, you know, the profile, well, if she cancels, I'm like, all right, well, let me know if you want to reschedule. I only kind of throw it out there. If it seems like this might be the one, as Corey says, who could really knock my socks off. Okay. I think that's fair. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, yeah, I was just curious about that. Um, yeah, because I'm t- I, I typically just do it like a like a test of interest and like it, the flake rate from dating apps is astronomical. And so we both know Benny. Uh, right. I've had Benny on the show. We've had conversations about it. Benny, um, you know, he's a big believer in setting dates up over the phone. You know, because mm-hmm. then you have like all of your faculties and he feels like you don't have to confirm. I'm a confirmer. I like to confirm. I follow Dave Parada's advice on that. He feels like you don't have to confirm if you set the date over the phone and um, the flake rate is a lot less. But um, having just finished a, a relationship with a Marine Corps chick and getting back into the dating circuit a little bit more, I've tried doing that a little bit more. And I find that the flake rate is the same. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I look at the flake rate is is when she's hitting me up during the course of the week it's almost zero yeah know? well so yeah it's like, a- and it's like I don't like to but I like you know I keep any kind of t- I, I let all what I try to do or what my procedure like this year has been since I so we're about what five or six weeks into the year and it's it's been successful in terms of getting first dates off of you know converting from you know chatting on an app to getting their number but talking on the phone, I look at it as I think it's a skill I need, whether or not it's required, you know, you need to do that. I think it's something that I need to do to just amp up my game. Yeah. Period. So I've been challenging myself to do that. And then, you know, I'll, I'll leave it at that. And okay, you know, well, I'll see you tonight at seven or I'll see you Friday night at seven. And then as she's hitting me up through the week, you know, I'll just kind of be like, Hey, you know, little smile, whatever, have a great day. In fact, I think I've got one to uh, respond to right now. Um, just confirming. She's like, can't wait to see you tonight. Or Perfect. What yeah. a beautiful, or isn't it such a beautiful day? Or uh, such a pretty day. So I'll just say, yes, it is. See you tonight right now. She, I've left her hanging for about an hour and a half. So yeah. 
go ahead and give, go ahead and give her that dopamine hit, brother. Right, exactly. <laughs> there it is, right there. But that's cool because I like I almost you know just kind of from the sales background of it is it's like you almost want them confirming or you want some kind of confirmation because if you're working for, through something and it's just entirely too easy, mm-hmm. like okay she's giving her number right away and I'm calling her, I'm setting the state and we're going to meet up in a three. And there's like no sort of like, it's like, they're the ones that flake. And it's like in sales and in in dating, it's like, you know, uh, if there's not enough objection, if there's not enough, like we have to talk a little bit, then they're going to be the ones who just were never interested in it to begin with. Or, you know, as we say in like in sales, it's like, if you get them to the point in like in 10 minutes where they're buying whatever it is you're selling and they like everything, every, you know, they have um, no objections to it. You're going to get to the point where you're closing. They're not going to have any money. <laughs> you know, right. it's like, okay. So it's like you, you, you want to have a little bit of that. Uh, and so getting some kind of confirmation back from me, like if I haven't heard from them all week, I'm almost expecting them to, to flake. Yeah. Um, but I also at the same point in time, I know that I shouldn't be reaching out to them to confirm. Yeah. So I kind of have it in the back of my mind. I, I give it like a two hour, like if we're supposed to meet it, if we're supposed to meet at seven, if I haven't heard from you in three days and it's five o'clock, um, I might not, I might not waste my time to show up either. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so. so that's why I like Dave Parada's confirm method. Cause it's, you confirmed the night before, and that's usually when, if they're going to flake, they'll either ghost you or they'll tell you, um, yeah, you know what? I'm going to have to reschedule. Uh, we're going to have to cancel for tomorrow night. And then you don't fucking waste your time, you know? Exactly. And, and one thing, when I had Benny on the podcast, I was talking to him about that. He agreed with me. I said, if they're going to flake, they were going to flake anyway. It's not because right. you confirmed. They're not like, oh, right. this guy's a pussy. He confirmed. That, that's not how things right. work, you know? Yeah, exactly. They were going to flake anyway. So I prefer to do that, especially because I live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You know, yeah. like a lot of my dates are, are like 45 minutes away. I'm not going to waste 45 minutes, you know, going to a bar and have a chick not show up. I'm not going to do it. Sure. Well, not only that, but, you know, it's like, it doesn't take us as long to get ready as it takes them to get ready. But still, it's like, I got to, you know, I got to put something on other than, you know, what I wear for Zoom calls, you know, yeah. to, 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 get, to get put together. So it's like, you know, just the whole overall effort, but um, that's a good one. I might, I, for those that have like flaked on me, I might work that night before con- confirmation in there. Cause I like that. I'm, I'm, I like to at least, at least, you know, Hey, see you tomorrow with a little wink and, and take it from there. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll, uh, maybe I'll send you the link to that specific video after this okay. call, but it's, yeah, this guy, Dave Parada has a YouTube channel and the video is called like how to, confirm with women so that they never flake and or, or yeah. so that they never stand you up or something like that but the, the right. thing is that they'll still flake you right. just don't waste your time yeah you know? you're just yeah. not sitting there waiting for them yeah right you know um which is you know what and i'm fine with that like you don't like it, and i look at it but from both ways it's like you know if we're supposed to get together on friday on thursday whatever reason you know, we've been chatting over an app and we talked on the phone one time, like we don't owe each other a whole lot of explanations for why either one of us doesn't want to go out on Friday night. Um, so I'm just cool with, if I can hit you up on Thursday and I haven't heard from you, I'm just going to take that as a sign and my feelings aren't hurt by that. You know, no. I'm good with it, but I prefer knowing that because then it just, it saves the frustration and the negativity of, 
now I'm sitting here alone, you know, I'm sitting here alone at a bar wondering whether or not I should be here. What should I wait? Should I leave? Should I, you know, what, at what point in time do I know you're not going to be here? Like, that's just, that's some, you know, that's confusing stuff that it's just like, let's leave that out of it. Yeah. Um, so avoid that part and avoid, you know, there's no reason to subject yourself to needless negativity, I think. Yeah, 100%. There, there's some guys that are like, I'll show up. I don't confirm. I show up. If she doesn't, that's fine. I'm going to have a good time anyway. Mm, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's, there's some, it depends on where it is. I mean, you know what I'm saying? If, it, if it's someplace that I know that I could have a good time. Um, and in fact, one of the funniest thing when I first, first started getting into Corey's stuff, read the book and got, um, uh, had set a date off of Tinder and got flaked and stood up on. And it was right around, so this would have been like December, 2018. So it was around Christmas time. I saw an old coworker that, um, hadn't seen in like probably 10 years. And so like we were, we, it was like, I heard him call my name out and then we were just like there drinking and having fun. Like it turned out to be the, the best time I've ever had getting stood up on a date <laughs> from Tinder. I'm like, honestly, girl, thank you for not showing up because at, hanging out with him and, and his girlfriend was there. Like we had a great time, probably yeah. better than if you had showed up. So you know what? It was still cool. So there's some value to that as well. But it just, you know, it depends on what you, what you had set up and, um, you know, where you're going to go with that. And if that's what you were down for that particular evening. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, so let me ask you this, uh, based on your experience on the 3% path, what kind of advice would you give someone that's just starting out? Uh, set like when Make, take it into like baby steps. So like right now, like in key kind of what Corey says about, you know, your goal is to make her smile, right? Like that's what you're going to do on your date. And so instead of like, if you're, if the whole concept of having fun, hanging out, hooking up is like too much to try to digest because you're new at it, just remember that you're there with her and your goal is to make her smile. And, you know, or kind of like with me kind of working the, um, with the, working the apps, it's like, it's, it's getting into it now. So it was like, figure out where you are and just be okay with that. And so if it's, um, you know, getting your, if you're, you know, you're relying on online dating, which a lot of us are right now, like getting to that point where, okay, you, you know how to work it so that you're escalating. You know, if you look at the escalation, okay, it's like right now I'm working on getting numbers on Tinder. It isn't, a, you know, or, and then converting that into text. And then now I'm working on doing first dates and look at each por portion of the process of getting to the point of, you know, hanging out, having, you know, get to the point where you're good at being able to hang out, then work on and look at that as I'm, my goal right now is to just get women to hang out. Then it's like, we're going to hang out. Now I'm going to escalate the level of fun. So what can I do to be more fun? And so, you know, work in the playfulness in it. Then it's like, okay, now that we're hanging out and having fun, now we're going to like work on the hooking up part. So, you know, kind of maybe breaking those down into three instead of like this whole thing, hang out, have fun, hook up. It's like, okay, if that's too much, it's okay. It's cool if you're at the place where right now I just need to find women to hang out with. So that's what I'm going to do. And then that's going to be my win. If I can find, you know, however many women this month that I can hang out with, have, go out on first dates with, that's a good, good thing. So breaking the whole 
big picture down into little steps where you can, you can walk away feeling like a winner as a result of, of that. And then um, always going for the kiss is another one. Just always go for it, but just make it, make it part of your, um, your repertoire that, that that's what you're going to do because it will help you get over whatever thoughts of reject, you know, re re rejection, reluctance you might have. And um, it usually, you know, nothing bad ever happens. So do it. Um, and uh, those two things would be it, I think, for people just starting the path. I would say that the going for the kiss thing is like one of the biggest things I learned uh, this la this latest jaunt on the on the uh, dating circuit. Because yeah, before that, I was always waiting for like a written invitation, and this was even before right. I found these books. You know, I had uh, and I've told this story countless times on the podcast. I had this gal that I went on a, a date with, and she she was super hot. I just didn't see any kind of body language that she wanted mm -hmm. to be kissed. And then on the way home, she texted me saying she was disappointed. I didn't try to kiss her. And at that moment, I was like, I'm always going to for the kiss at this point. I don't give a shit. And yeah, it, that's made the difference. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I had, um, last first date that I was on from Bumble was I was went out of town for a week. So it's been two weeks ago. And, um, she it was funny i guess we can we can talk about this she had like shared her bdsm profile with me like she made it a Whoa. point to kind of like bring this out that she is like a 24 7 submissive and sort of in getting in she's she was so submissive that she literally wanted you to like be on top of like really like force yourself on her so she didn't get him in mean, that part of her profile because she took the test <laughs> i took it too so i found out what i was like that we went over all the terms but she presented in this very business-like manner um was that um she wasn't going to like you could you know do the like you're going to move in closer to her she's not going to move in closer to you like she literally wants, she wants you, you to, to force you to, yeah yeah which to me is like not attractive you right. know like it's kind of like, weird <laughs> it, yeah it is a little weird like if i were to coach her i'd say you might want to learn how to get out of your, I know that's what you're into, but um, you know, she, so she wasn't giving any body language, but that's because that was what her BDSM profile indicated was going to be the, the thing. So you never know. Um, but the bottom line is they're out, you know, they met you on, if it's, if it's, a, if it's an app, forget them. And, and I, I always like to think, I don't want to be working exclusively on apps. I mean, I'm working on, you know, doing other stuff to kind of feed that funnel, you know, in real life, have other fun stuff to go out on, go out and do and, and meet women that way is if they're, you know, you're a grown ass man and she's a grown ass woman. If you're going out with her alone, she knows why she's out with you. So if she's, and she knows how to, you know, turn her cheek or whatever. So, you know, there's no reason to not, not do it. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. So, Let's talk about uh, Rat Rakes Rugged a little bit. And then uh, I have one more question after that, and then we'll go ahead and wrap up. Um, okay. But why don't you tell everybody about your YouTube channel, Rat Race Rugged? Okay. So I guess probably talk a little bit about me first and just more about my own, you know, my own background. But I'm an entrepreneur. I own a franchise. And it's a... Uh, um, it's a white collar type of type of we, we do white collar desk type of stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the, but at the same point in time, um, you know, I've 
had for a long time. And, and that's taken a lot out of me. You know, it, it, it was a real hard road to get everything started and get where it is now. And, uh, you know, I've, I've had, I put a lot of stuff on hold, including any type of physical training or working out um, and wanting to get back into that. I, you know, I had that desire to get back into it and, you know, seeing the video, you know, you, you watch sort of like this inspirational stuff. Like, you know, I think you had talked um, or, you know, maybe mentioned something about extreme ownership. You know, you walk, you watch Jocko Willing. Yeah. Or you'll watch some of these other guys and you'll see them doing these like just tremendously challenging, vigorous workouts. And it's like, well, that's great, but I have a nine to five job. And then you'll have, you'll see all these other people who are putting out videos and it's like, you know, man, my nine to five job just prevents me from being able to work out and train. So I've got to find another way around that. And I was like, listen, I mean, I don't, I've never thought, um, of, I, I never was, I never resented the idea that I would have to trade in 40 hours a week to put a roof over my head and feed myself. You know, I just kind of, you know, looked at it as that's the way it is, but, and I'm also, you know, I, my, just based on my own physical, you know, athletic level, I'm never going to be one of these guys who's a professional athlete or, you know, is making, you know, special forces where I'm going to get time and my job is specifically going to encourage and require of me that I'm, you know, physically active or rugged. So mm -hmm. I've got to do that on my own. And so rat race rugged kind of takes, you know, I, you know, think of it in terms of, you know, if you're over the age of, of, of 25, and if you're a man over 25 and, um, you know, you're in shape and you, people can look at you and physically tell, Hey, that guy works out. Um, you know, you're doing something right, you know, because it, it's real easy to just like punch your clock or, you know, leave whenever, you know, leave your job or shut it off if you're working from home and hit the video games or watch YouTube videos. So to have the, you know, that, to, to have that drive to still be rugged is, is, is something to encourage in other men. And just, you know, talking about the idea of 3% man and, you know, no more Mr. Nice Guy and having those things, those books that are directed towards men and, and having us in, in trying to, you know, dating women. And it, it's about becoming a better man you know, what is that? You know, you can, there's thousands of years of literature and, you know, topics on it. But I think the one of the things that's probably, or the thing that's probably indisputable about it is, is like, we are in sweeping generalization, bigger, stronger, and faster than women. And if we work on encouraging our ruggedness physically and mentally, um, that we're going to become better men. So when you're seeing that guy who's like, and it's, I look at it as, Hey, if your waist, if your shoulders are bigger than your waist and you're over 25, you know, you're doing something right. In addition to that, not to say that there's, you know, guys who don't qualify, you know, who wouldn't meet that description, who aren't doing things right and showing a lot of virtues of good men. But if you're doing that, you know, if you're going to look at that guy and say he's a douchebag, you're kind of a hater because he has to put effort into it if he's got to support himself. So, you know, encouraging that, celebrating that. And, um, you know, just looking at it and saying, if you're doing this, you're becoming, if you're staying rugged, you're becoming a better man, you're becoming more attractive and not just because you look better, but because you're putting in the effort and it, and it have it show in other areas of life. So the whole channel and, you know, the community that I'm building is kind of based on 
on celebrating that and making sure that you know we're we're keeping the mindset, you know, the rugged mindset um, with that as well, because uh, because that's a part of it in terms of um, pursuing you know our mission, vision, and purpose is, is having the grit grit to do that. So that's a part of it as well. So. Awesome, that's awesome. I, I love all that. Yeah, yeah, because if you want to be a better man in general, like sometimes you have to put in the work and you have to put in the extra work. Anybody sure. can go in punch a time clock, go home, drink a beer and watch fucking late night TV. Right. There's nothing challenging about that. But if you want yeah. to be a better man in general, you want to you know, stay in shape. Well, and you know, I'll just, I'll say this, I think, but in, in sometimes there is challenge to that. You know, sometimes whatever it is, whether it's 40, 45 or whatever your time is per week, sometimes there is, that is, that can be challenging and that can be a drain on you. But you have, to realize and you have to want more for yourself you know you have to want the ruggedness you want to you know you, you want to be able to you know you want to be able to look good for a woman you want to maintain your body so that when it's time to you know you've gone from hanging out to having fun and it's time to hook up that you want to be able to perform and you want to be able to do that for the length of time that you know you know you <laughs> the length of time until it's time for you to like check out permanently um you know that's something that you know you, you should have a desire to want to do and maintaining the, the mindset and the, 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 the mental grit and determination to do all of that is kind of what it's all about. And, and so, and not letting the fact that, yeah, that, that time that I have to spend, listen, you can bitch about your job all you want, but the alternative is you're going to be sleeping out in the tent, trying to start a fire every night and hunting for food. And, um, I'll take my rat race over doing that, you know? So, um, <laughs> yeah. Just kind of you know suck it up and move on and find that find your why to want to want to pursue ruggedness despite the fact that that stuff is taxing. I love it. Um, so rat race rugged on YouTube. I'll post a link to that in the show notes. Uh, let me ask you one more question, then we'll wrap up here. Sure. What does being a three percent man mean to you? What does being a three percent being a three percent man to me means being one of the kind of elite group of guys or elite group of men who um, doesn't need to be told to get off the couch. In other words, whether it's pursuing something in our careers, pursuing the women that we want to be with, uh, pursuing whatever next level of excellence or achievement that we're looking for, that we'll get up and do the work if someone shows us what to do or, you know, points us in the right path. Um, you know, the 3% guys are the ones who don't need to be told to get off the couch. They're just looking for the roadmap to go where they want to go. So that's what being a 3% man means to me. I think that's a pretty solid answer. All right, JP, thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate, appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. Talk to you later. JP, thanks for coming on the show, man. I really do appreciate it. Um, I really also wish you a lot of luck with your YouTube channel, Rat Race Rugged. I love the concept of it. Um, for you guys out there that are listening or watching on YouTube, I have a link to it in the show notes. Definitely go check out JP's channel. It's, uh, it's really motivating to see other guys working on their purpose doing the grind, still getting their workouts in, staying, as JP calls, rugged out there. All right. We will see you guys next week. 
Thank you for listening to Come On, Man. If you're new to the podcast, I highly recommend reading How to Be a 3% Man by Corey Wayne at least 10 to 15 times. I recommend you watch his coaching videos on YouTube, and I recommend that you engage with other 3% men in our 3% Man Facebook group. Links to all of these are in the show notes. If you like this episode, please give us a good rating on your podcast platform of choice and share with all of your bros. Now go out and get it. Get it.